No other place I'd rather be is in the house of God. And uh, let me just say this before I uh, preach. I'm going to preach out of the book of John tonight, chapter number 15. You'll be turning there. Uh, but before I preach tonight, let me just say this uh, uh, to the church here at Victory. And uh, Brother Pittman, I appreciate everything that's been done for me already. I appreciate the basket and uh, <clears throat> the meals and, and everything that's been done. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. Amen. And uh, uh, Brother uh, John and uh, uh, his family have been taking us home after service and and we've been eating there, amen. And and uh, <clears throat> man, I haven't been getting back to the prophet's room till about I don't know twelve thirty one o'clock, and getting to bed about two o'clock. And uh, that's all right, amen. And uh, <clears throat> somebody said, "Does that bother you?" Not a bit, amen. I'm a night owl. I'll stay up. I'll stay up late. And uh, I just this is how I'm geared up, amen. Somebody said, "I go to bed. Uh, why don't you go to bed early?" Well, if I get you get in a habit of going to bed real early. And uh, I travel and put a lot of miles on the road. And uh, if I get out of church at 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and have to drive four or five hours, uh, and my body's used to going to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock, I'd be in trouble. Amen. And uh, but I'm glad God geared me up the way he has. Amen. And uh, well, the Lord knows what he's doing tonight. Isn't that right? And uh, I appreciate everything that's already been done. Man, what's singing tonight? But I appreciate I was hoping they'd sing some more. Amen. And uh, good choir singing. Boy, I love good choir singing, don't you? I really do tonight. Amen. I love good choir singing. And uh, it is a blessing to be in church tonight. Amen. All right. John chapter number 15. If you find your place and you're able, would you stand in honor of the word of God tonight? Very familiar text. And uh, just going to preach a simple thought tonight. I am a simple preacher. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> just try to be a help to you. And uh, an encouragement tonight in the book of John, chapter number 15. And uh, we'll pick up reading in verse number 1. And uh, read down here a few verses. The Bible said in verse number 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. And I knew as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he that abideth in me, and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. <clears throat> if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them in the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you, continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. And that's far as we'll read. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight and ask God to help us. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for the privilege. Lord, to be in the house of God tonight. Lord, I thank you for what you've already done. God, these nights of meeting, Father, I appreciate your kindness. 
God, and your mercy toward us. Thank you, God, for this church. God, thank you, Lord, for everything that's been provided. I, I appreciate God, Brother Pittman, his family. And I pray, God, that you'd touch him, and I pray you'd help him. And God, I pray you'd encourage his family, Lord. And God, I pray you'd bless the church tonight. And I thank you, God, for the other churches, God, that are represented tonight. Lord, I appreciate, God, them coming to their attendance tonight, Father. And I thank you for the good singing, God, that we've already heard in our midst, God, tonight. But Father, as we come to this time, uh, Lord, of the preaching of the Word of God, we realize, God, that if anything gets done, you'll have to do it tonight. God, I ask you to touch us. God, I ask you to help. God, I'm reminded even in these verses, God, where Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. God, I'm very well aware of that tonight. Lord, I need your help. God, I pray you'd fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, I pray you'd hide me behind the cross and clothe me with the cloak of my calling. God, help me to preach like a dying man to a dying people. Lord, I beg you, God, for that one that's lost tonight. God, I pray tonight be the night they'd see their self guilty and condemned before you and they'd run to Calvary and get saved before it's everlasting too late. God, I pray you'd meet every need tonight. I pray you'd encourage your people. I pray you'd challenge us and change us out of the Word of God. Lord, help us right now. And when all said and done, I promise you that we'll by our unworthy head and give you all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing tonight. You can be seated. John chapter number 15 and verse number 11 is where I want to take my text tonight. The Bible said these things have I spoken unto you that, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now, I want to preach tonight, God, to help me on how to have fullness of joy. Amen. Fullness of joy. Now, the Bible, Jesus said unto his disciples in this text, he said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy <coughs> might be full. And I want to say now, before I get in the text, I'm glad how that it's possible for us to have joy. Amen. Now, as you come to this portion of Scripture, I love to study the book of John. John is divided. Listen, in the three different sections, you'll have the first 12 chapters primarily in the book of John is the public ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And listening from chapter 13 out of chapter 17 is the private ministry of Christ. In other words, our friend Christ was not walking around ministering unto people, but it was just simply him and his disciples. Amen. During this private time, it was a time of intimacy. It was just him and them. Amen. Listening begins in chapter 13 and he is preparing them for his departure. They've been with him for over three years now. Listen, they've walked with him and they've fellowshiped with him and they've saw him perform miracles and they've saw him do great things. But just in a little while, he's leaving. Listen, just in a little while, he's going to ascend to the Father. And so in these chapters 13 through 17, he is preparing them for his departure. So a time of intimacy. It's just him and them. Amen. At chapters 13 through 16, it was a time of instruction. You'll find that he's instructing them in these chapters. Chapters thir- Chapter 13, he's correcting them and teaching them to be a servant. In chapter 14, he's comforting them and talking about the Spirit. In chapter 15, he's challenging them. Listen, in order to bear fruit. And so it's a time of 
instruction. Then this chapter 17 was a time of intercession. Amen. How Jesus begins to pray for and intercede on behalf of his disciples. And so we'll find here in John chapter number, I'm going somewhere, hang with me tonight. Amen. In John chapter number 15, how right in the middle of this time of intimacy, how listen, right in the middle of this private ministry, Jesus, how it gives this teaching here, this discourse of the vine and the branches. Amen. Now, as you study this portion of scripture, you'll find this, how that he is preparing them for his departure. He is preparing them for disappointments. Amen. I mean, just in a little while, he's going away. Just in a little while, things are about to change. Their whole world is about to be shaken up. Amen. Everything that had been the norm for their life for the last over three and a half years, all of a sudden is fixing to change. And they don't really understand it at this point. They've not really comprehended what is about to happen. Amen, friend. Or what is about to transpire. And they've not really comprehended. So Jesus is preparing them not only for His departure, but for the disappointment that they will endure and face when He does depart. And listen, they're preparing Him for death. He's preparing them for death. He's about to die. Amen. Friend, listen, he's their best friend. He's the best thing that's ever happened to them. And and, uh, they love him and they care for him. And he's about to die. Amen. And listen, when that happens, they're heartbroken. They don't understand uh, at this point what's taking place. And so in this portion of Scripture, uh, he's preparing them for everything they will face, not only in the coming days, but in the weeks and the months ahead. Amen. And listen, he tells them here in these verses, he said these things. uh, Speaking of this discourse uh, of the vine and the branches, he said these things. Have I spoken unto you uh, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full? Amen. Can I say tonight, I'm glad we can have joy in the midst of our disappointments. I'm glad we can have joy when we face death. I'm glad we can have joy when we face departure. I'm glad we can have joy, friend, when we don't understand when our whole world is turned upside down and we don't have the answers and we don't understand what's going on. We don't comprehend how the plan and the purpose of God. I'm glad that we still can have joy in the midst of it all. Amen. I say, how can that happen, preacher? Well, he lays out a plan in these verses. He lays out a plan in this text for you and I to have joy, but not only to have joy, but he said that your joy might be full. Amen. I can I just say this before I get in the text tonight? I, friend, I'm afraid there's a lot of people sitting on our church pews and they're faithful to the house of God, but they simply have no joy. There's no excitement. There's no zeal. There's no Amen. Say, how do you know that? How do you, listen, you can see it all over their face. Amen. And listen here, I want to give you a few things about this tonight and I'll show you some things out of this text and I'll be done. First of all, I want you to notice in this portion of Scripture that there is a relationship 
that is mentioned. Amen. Notice what your Bible said in verse 2. He said, he said, every branch, let's just look at verse 1. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, don't you notice in verse number 2, there's a little phrase that keeps popping up throughout this discourse. Or listen, two little words. And the Bible said, every branch in me. Amen. Y'all see that? Right. Hey, listen, you know what you'll find? You look at this scripture, you'll find that phrase six different times in this passage. You'll find it in verse two. You'll find it in verse four twice. You'll find it in verse five, verse six, and verse seven. Six, and listen, six different times in this text, you'll find the phrase in me. Amen. Right. Right. I say, what's, uh, what's important about that? When you study the word of God, you understand that six is the number of man. Amen. How can I say tonight that man's greatest need is to be in Him. Amen. In Christ tonight. How can I just say I'm glad I'm in church. How about being in church? Listen, I'm not going to heaven because I'm in church. I'm not going to heaven because I've been in the water. How about I'm going to heaven simply because I'm in Christ. Amen. How the Bible said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He didn't say if any man be in I believe you ought to go to church. I believe you'll be faithful to the house of God, but it doesn't, it doesn't say if any man be in church. He said if any man be in Christ. I'm telling you, our greatest need, your greatest need, my greatest need is to be in Christ tonight. Amen. And can I say in order how to be in Christ, it takes the supernatural work of God in order to be placed in the vine. Amen. Listen, when I read this text, I was reminded in the book of Exodus where Moses had told God show me thy glory. Y'all remember that? And the Bible says, listen, God said, I told him to stand on the rock. Amen. And then the Bible goes on to say that God put him in the cleft of the rock. Is that right? I tell you what, Moses couldn't get in the cleft. Listen, getting in that cleft was not something that Moses could do within himself. But God had to do it. God put Moses in the cleft of the rock and passed by and showed him his glory. I'm telling you, being in Christ and I is not something you can do. It's a work of God. Salvation's of the Lord tonight. Amen. And it's not something man can work up. It's not something man can conjure up. Salvation is a work of God. Amen. I'm glad tonight that I'm in Christ. Amen. He said, if any man be in Christ. Amen. Whoa, yes, tonight, friend. How that listen? You'll never have joy. You'll never be, listen, I'll be able to do anything until you get in Christ. That's why so many people struggle. That's why many, I'm listen, I'm a firm believer that these people sitting on our church pews. That's never been born again by the grace of God. I listen, they've got a, hey, hear me and hear me well. They've got a few facts memorized. I listen, they've got a little bit of knowledge about the Word of God, but they've simply never been placed in the Christ. Amen. Amen. How can I say tonight before I got saved, I knew that Jesus died and was buried and rose again the third day. Amen. I'd heard that. I'd heard that. Listen, my listen, my whole life I could quote John 3.16. 
I could, amen. I mean, I learned that in Bible school. As a little, as a young boy, uh, going to vacation Bible school, uh, they taught us John 3.16. I could quote John 3.16. Hey, listen, I didn't have any problem believing in God. I didn't have any problem believing that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. Are y'all hearing me? I'm telling you, thank God I had a few facts memorized. I had a knowledge, uh, listen, of what the Bible taught. But I'm telling you, I may have had a little bit in my mind. But there had never been a work of God take place in my heart. I've never been placed in Christ Jesus. Amen. I made a little profession in a vacation Bible school. Had about eight or nine year old. I listened. They, uh, the preacher got up. He said, everybody wants to go to heaven. Raise your hand. Well, my mama did. Hey, my mama only raised one fool. And it ain't me. Amen. Amen. Uh, listen, I, I said my mom only raised one fool and he's living in Yancey County. Somebody say amen. 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 And it wasn't me. They said, listen, everybody wants to go to heaven, raise your hand. Well, of course, I raised my hand. And they said, come on down the altar. And I went on down the altar. And the preacher, he said, do you believe Jesus died and was buried and rose again the third day? I said, I do. He said, well, then you're saved. He said, you're going to heaven. Get up and tell everybody you're saved. And that's exactly what I did, Brother John. I got up and told everybody I was all right. And told everybody I was saved. But listen, I did not understand why I need to be saved. I did not understand. Understand, listen, what I was saved from. I did not understand I was a sinner. I did not understand the why, really, really why that Jesus died on the cross. Amen. I, I'm telling you, there's no conviction. There's no drawing of God. There's no wooing of the Holy Ghost. I just went down I, because, listen, I, He told us to and, I, and He told me what to say and I said what He said, told me to. And I listened. If you'd asked me after that, I told you I was all right. For the next several years, my, I listen, I don't even remember hardly going to church after that. And, uh, I know our family didn't go to church and I didn't go to church on my own. Even when I got my license, became a teenager and got out on my own, I didn't go, didn't have no desire to go to church. But I tell you what I had a desire to do. I was living my skin and chase the things of the world. Amen. And, but if you'd asked me if I saved, I'd said, oh yeah. Amen, friend. Why? Because, listen, somebody told me I was okay and I had a few facts memorized. But one day I started a job and, listen, I walked on the job the first day and the man I worked with gave me a gospel tract. And he said, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? And I'm telling you, listen, he for the next several months of my life, he began to take the Word of God and, listen, tell me how much God loved me and how Jesus died for me. And he began, listen, to I'd chop away at my profession. Amen. And I tell you what I said. I, I kept telling him I'm saved and I'm okay. But I was living wicked as a devil. Amen. And I tell you what the Holy Ghost got me with. Hey, listen, he took me over to Hebrews 12 and where he talks about chastisement. He said, if you be without chastisement, wherefore all the partakers? He said, then you bastards are not sons. He said, God don't deal with you if God don't chasten you in your sin. He said, on the authority of that book, you are not a child of God. And the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart. And he said, son, save folk. Don't live the way you live. And enjoy it. Amen. And for the first time in my life, I've seen myself 
guilty. I've seen myself condemned. I've seen myself on the road to hell. And on a Wednesday night, at victory by, listen, Baptist Church in Robbinsville, North Carolina, on the right hand side, the altar log about 10 minutes at eight. I listen, I got on my face and cried out for mercy. And God, the Holy Ghost, had done what I could not do and placed me in Christ tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I'm in Him, thank God. Whoa, yes, so when I got in Him, He put a desire in my heart to be in church. Amen. Whoa, oh, yes, friend. Ain't no, listen, I, did, I was not raised in church and I didn't know much about the Word of God, but ain't nobody had to tell me I was supposed to go to church. Ain't nobody told me I was supposed to read my Bible. Amen, friend. Ain't nobody, listen, I didn't know much, but I knew enough to know that something had changed down on the inside and the things I used to not want to do, all of a sudden I want in Christ tonight. Amen. So there's a relationship mentioned in the text. Do you have a relationship tonight? Are you in Him tonight, friend? Hey, I'm glad you're in church tonight. But I'll be in a relation. Are you in Christ? Amen. Amen. Are you in the Lord Jesus tonight? Has God ever come to where you was and showed you you was condemned and guilty before God and you come to Him in repentance and faith and turned to Him and trusted Him as your Savior and got birthed into the family of God? Amen. I'll tell you what, listen. Mm. I may not get off this first point, but I'm going to preach while I'm on it. Amen. And Jesus told Nicodemus, He said, you must be born again. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, there's no accident that God compared salvation to a birth. Amen. That he did. That was just not. He was. He wasn't just making a uh, listen. A statement that had no meaning. But he was giving a parallel uh, between a birth, what happens to a child, or listen when they, they get born in this world, and what happens to an individual when they get placed into the family of God. Amen. That's right. Let's say what happens, preacher. Well, uh, listen, do you know this? How uh, that you know, listen, when that baby is born and it's birthed into this world, everything about it changes. Is that right? right? Hey man, they tell me that why that baby is in the in the womb of the mother, that its lungs don't function. Right. Uh, because if its lungs function, it'll listen, it'll breathe in that amniotic fluid and smother to death and die. Is that right tonight? Amen. I'll tell you what, listen, when that child, when that water breaks, that sack breaks, uh, and that child comes through that birthing canal and comes out of this world, automatically its lungs begin to work. Nobody has to tell it to breathe. Nobody, listen, has to try to train it to breathe. Nobody has to force it to breathe. Uh, but all of a sudden, thank God what it was not doing. It starts doing. Amen. Is that right tonight? Amen. Ain't nobody has to say, listen, if you don't breathe, you're going to be in trouble. Amen. If everything's normal, just like that, it starts breathing. Is that right? Amen. And can I say this about it? When a child's born, it don't have a past. Yes, some of y'all ain't getting that. Amen. I said it don't have a past. All it's got's a future. Amen. How can I say that? I thank God that night I got saved by the grace of God. I'm glad God wiped away all my past. I'm telling you, I can't forget what I've done. I can't forget what I used to be. I can't forget where I've come from. But I'm glad God can't remember it. I'm glad He wiped them away. I'm glad my sins are gone. I thank God they're not, listen, they're not covered. They're cleansed. They're gone tonight. Amen. 
Hey man, there's some of y'all living on a covered salvation. I'm, li- I'm living, on, living on a cleansed salvation. Hey man, that's right, friend. I tell you what, that covering of sin was an Old Testament doctrine. But when Jesus came into this world, He didn't come to cover sin, but He came to take it away by the sacrifice of Himself. How the Bible said in Hebrews 10, but this man offering one sacrifice for sins forever has sat down at the right hand of God. I'm telling you, thank God He finished the work. He cleansed sin. He does it. Hey, listen, for eternity. Amen. You must be born again. Amen. You ever been born again tonight? Amen. Now you may have been raised in church and you may have heard the Bible lessons all your life. I don't know if you ever been born again. Amen. You ever been born from above? Ever been a supernatural work of God take place in your heart and life? Amen. Have you ever repented toward God and listen, put your faith in Christ? Amen. Are you, are you saved tonight? Amen. Amen. That's right. Hey, you know what? Anymore I quit asking people though when they got saved. I ask them when they got changed. When'd you pass from death unto life? When'd you get a new life? Amen. Amen. When God make you a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. You say, preacher, I prayed a little prayer. I'm telling you, friend of God, the Holy Ghost, I didn't place you in Christ and do a supernatural work in your heart. I'm the authority of that book, friend. You are not saved tonight. Amen. 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 Listen, there's a relationship mentioned. I didn't mean to get bogged down on that. Amen. But I'm telling you, friend, listen. Hey, if you don't know you're saved tonight, you can know it. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, I'm glad salvation is eternal. And I'm glad salvation is something you, it's not a hope so, it's a no so. Amen. How the Bible said in 1 John 5 13, these things were written for them to believe in the name of the Son of God that they may know that they have eternal life. Thank God I'm glad you can know that you know, that you know, that you know, that your name's been written in heaven free. I tell you what, let come what may. I thank God that, listen, there's a deep settled peace down on the inside and I know that I know that I know that I've been re- my name has been recorded in the Lamb's book of life I don't have to wonder about it I don't have to doubt it I don't have to question I know that 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 my name's been written in heaven Amen Amen so listen there's a relationship but notice the responsibility in the text Amen there's a relationship, there's a responsibility in text. Look at verse 3. The Bible said, Now you're clean, or look at verse 2. He said, Every branch in me that bear from all fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Verse 3 said, Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Amen. I will tell you, listen, there's a responsibility of, of cleansing tonight. Amen. How salvation is a work of God. Salvation is a supernatural working of God. Being in Christ, not something you can do, it's something God does. Amen. Amen tonight. It is, friend. Salvation's of the Lord tonight. Amen. Hey, listen, He provided salvation. He, listen, He paid the price. He dispatches the Holy Ghost. He draws sinners unto Himself. Amen. He grants repentance unto life. Amen. Salvation's of the Lord tonight. Amen. 
Amen tonight. That's exactly, don't look at me. I'm not a Calvinist friend. Hey, listen, I'm so whosoever will. It's pitiful tonight. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, thank God, salvation is a work of God tonight. Amen. There's a relationship, but there's a. But I tell you what, after we get saved, after we get placed in Christ, after we get placed in the vine, there's a responsibility given to you and I in the text of cleansing. Amen. He said, every branch that bear not fruit, he purgeth it. That word purge has the idea of cleansing. And he, he listen, he, he backs it up by verse three. He said, now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Amen. So we have a responsibility to clean up. Amen. The idea, the picture of the text is this. Uh, listen, in the Old Testament, there in the tabernacle, that high priest would go to the, high to the, he'd go to the brazen altar. Amen. Right. And he'd offer a sacrifice. That brazen altar is a picture of Calvary. Right. Hey. Amen, friend. Right. He couldn't go any further. He, he first had to go by the brazen altar. Right. He could not go any further until he first stopped at the brazen altar right. and a sacrifice was offered. Amen. And on that, that brazen altar had four horns. Horns in the Bible speak of power. Amen. Thank God the good news of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I'd have one that believeth to the Jew first and also the Greek. On those four horns were letters that pointed to different directions. There's a, an N that pointed northward, an E that pointed eastward, and a W that pointed westward, and an S that pointed southward until it spelled the word news. Right. Amen. Thank God. Listen, the fact that Jesus died on the cross is the good news of the glorious gospel. Amen. And listen, that the high priest could not go any further until he stopped to the brazen altar. Amen. Cal, you can't go any further this time you come by Calvary, friend. And to the blood is shed. I mean, the blood is applied. Amen. How the blood has been shed. Now it must be applied. Amen. But after, after the brazen altar, how that high priest would catch, he would catch that blood in the basin. And I tell you where he's going, he's going to the holy place. He's going into the presence of God. He's get, trying to get to the Shekinah glory. Amen. He's trying to get in there and meet with God. But before he gets in the Shekinah glory, before he gets where God is, before he gets where the blessings of God is, he first must go by the way of the cross. Amen. And after he goes by the way of the cross, he has to go by the laver of cleansing. And the laver of cleansing is a picture of the Word of God. Amen. Say, how is that preacher? Listen, you study the laver of cleansing in the tabernacle. How it was one of the uh, type, one of the pieces of furniture that had no dimensions on it. Right. Amen. He didn't, have, he didn't tell them what size to build it. He didn't give them any dimensions on the laver of cleansing. Why? How? Because it was a laver. That, that, listen, that, they put water in it. And that still water is a picture of the Word of God. And the Word of God is inexhaustible. Amen. There's no limits on it. There's no size to the Word of God. It's inexhaustible tonight. Amen. That high priest, he'd take that, he'd take that blood in that basin. He'd stop with that laver of cleansing. Amen. And inside that, that golden laver that had been beat out, he looks in it and sees that water. Amen. And when he looks in that water, it's, it's still. And it's so clear and still off the reflection of that metal that it's like a mirror. Amen. And when he looks in that laver of cleansing, he sees his reflection. 
And I'll tell you what he can see. He can see any dirt. He can see any filth. Anything, listen, that's, uh, that's been attached to him. Uh, through the offering of the sacrifice, through the work that had been done, if there's anything, any dirt, any filth that was on him, he would be able to see it in the lap. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what he'd do. He'd reach in that laver and he'd start washing off. Amen. See, he's trying to get into what our word God is. But he can't go dirty. He can't go with all the filth on him. He's got to get in that laver and clean himself up and cleanse himself up and wash himself up before he can go any further. Amen. How can I say tonight there's a responsibility given to you and I how to get in the word of God and to clean ourselves up. Amen. A lot of people wonder why they don't have the blessings of God and why they don't see they have the touch and the power of God and why God's not meeting with them. It's probably because you've got too much filth hanging around your life that you need to clean up. Amen, friend, and get in the Word of God and clean yourself up tonight. Amen. That's why, listen, the Bible still says, Come up among the world and be a separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. I'm telling you, God commands us to be a separate people and a clean people. Amen. Amen, friend. I'll tell you what, every now and then, do you know this tonight? You know this. You know that, listen, that other people see you better than you see yourself. Is that right? Other people see you better than you see yourself. Amen. Sometimes, uh, listen, I'll get something, get dirt or something on me, and I don't even know it until I look in a mirror. But everybody else can see it. Amen. Ain't amazing how everybody else can see your faults, and everybody else can see what's going on in the earnest you need to improve in. Amen. But it seems like we don't see them ourselves. You know why? Because we're not looking in the mirror. Amen. And because we're not looking in the laver. I'm telling you, friend, if you get in the Word of God, how the Word of God will begin to shed light in your life and show you where you come short. And listen, you're responsible to respond to the light that's been given. How to clean yourself up. Amen. Amen. Lord, help me, Jesus. Amen. There's a responsibility for cleansing. i got to hurry. Amen. There's a challenge given in verses 4 through 7. He said this, abide, verse 4, he said, abide in me. And I knew, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. And he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. There is a challenge to abide. That abide, listen, it means it has the idea of fellowship and it has the idea of drawing strength from or depending on. Amen. Jesus said it there in verse 5. He said, for without me you can do nothing. Amen. You do know that a branch, he says there in the text, that a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. What's he saying? You and I can't do anything within ourselves. We can't accomplish nothing in our own power and our own ability. If we're going to accomplish anything, if we're going to bear any fruit, if anything gets done, he is going to have to do it. Amen. And so he said, if you'll abide, if you'll depend, if you'll draw strength from me. Amen. Man, there is a challenge to abide in the vine. Amen. I'm going to tell you what I'm, I, listen, I'm afraid in this, this day and hour we're living in, I, listen, they told so many people, so, so many of us oftentimes operate under the energy of the flesh instead of the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we wonder why we struggle. Wonder, listen, why we're up and down and in and out. Amen. That's, that's because we operate under the energy of the flesh trying to do it ourselves. Amen. 
He's saying, hey, listen, how the Christian life is not about you doing it. It's not about me doing it. It's about God in me, the hope of glory. Amen. Hey, it's what it's not what I can do. It's what Jesus can do through me. Amen. How the Bible said the fruit of the Spirit's love, peace, joy, long suffering. I'm telling you, friend, I cannot produce those things in my life. Amen. As a matter of fact, he gives that list of fruit and he follows it up by saying again, he said, against such there is no law. In other words, there's no command. There's no word that you can keep that'll produce love in your life. Amen. There's not, there's not a verse in there, friend, that you can keep and it'll cause you to love somebody. There's no law that'll produce love. There's no law that'll produce joy. There's no law that'll produce, amen, that'll produce peace. There's no law that produces long suffering. There's no law that produces those things. I tell you what they are. They are a fruit of the Spirit of God. Amen. I'm telling you, if we'll get out of the way and yield ourselves to Him and let God fill us the Holy Ghost and work in us and through us, oh, listen, we can do what He can do through us, what we cannot do ourselves. Amen. Amen. Paul said, The life I live, I laugh and live in the flesh. Nevertheless, not, it, not I, but Christ liveth in me. I've tried to break myself from praying this prayer, and, uh, and I still struggle with it. Amen. And some of y'all probably struggle with it yourself, but I've tried to break myself by saying, Lord, help me. Help me to live for you. Help me to love people. Help me to do this. Because I want to tell you something, because it ain't about God helping me. It's about me getting on the shelf and letting God do it. Amen. That's exactly right. It's about me putting self to the side. It's about me getting out of the way. Amen. Hey, listen, you remember old fire in Ezekiel. Hey, listen, when he gives that parable of the, of the rivers of the waters that come out uh, from the house of God. And he said, there's, hey, we're ankle deep and knee deep and loin deep. And before long, there's waters to swim in. Amen. But I'll tell you what, when they were ankle deep, when they were ankle deep in the water, you could see more of them than you could the water. Right. When they were knee deep, is a little bit further, but you could see more of them than you could the water. Amen. And when they got about low and deep, it was half and half. Amen. Amen. And I tell you what, when they got in over their head, hadn't gotten waters to swim in, they were controlled by the rock water. They were controlled by the power of the river. They were controlled by the flow of the river. And you've seen less of them and more of the water. Amen. That is the plan of God tonight. For you and I to listen to be hid in Christ and to get out of the way and let Him do what we cannot do. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, friend. I can't love people. I can't. Amen. I can't love people. Amen, friend. I'll tell you what, God. Hey, listen. The Bible said the love of God shed in your brother in the heart. What? By the Holy Ghost. That's what the Word of God says tonight. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I tell you how we love people by the Spirit of God. Amen. Everybody talks about having a burden for sinners. Oh, how do I get a burden for sinners? I'll tell you how. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Have, listen, yield yourself to God. Have, submit yourself unto Him. Get out of the way and get full of God. And He will produce a burden in your heart. Amen. Amen. So this, there's an idea of cleansing. Amen. I got to hurry. There's a challenge. Then there's a commitment to obedience. The Bible said in verse number 10, He said, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Amen. And so there's a, there's a, there's a cleansing is our responsibility. 
There's a challenge tonight for you and I to abide in Him, to draw from Him, to depend on Him. Amen. And then there's a commitment to obedience tonight. We're to abide. We're listen. We're to keep His word. Amen. He said, "If you love me, you keep my commandments." Amen. That's right. I heard about. Listen, if you love me, you keep my commandments tonight. Amen. I'll say, I love God. I don't know how much I love Him tonight. Amen. I don't know. I'll just be honest with you. I, I don't love him like I should have. Because if I did, I'd, I'd, be, I'd do a better job of keeping his word. That's what he said. That's what he said. Amen. He said, if ye love me, ye will keep my commandments. Not that you'll try to. Not that you'll listen. Work to. He said you will. Is that what that King James Bible said? And I just take it literal, don't you? Amen. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Amen. That's right. Say, some of it's hard, preacher. Yeah, he said, but if you love me. But if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Amen. There is a responsibility. It's what I want to get to now. And I'm about done. Hang on. I won't. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Amen. Hang on. Give me, give me a few more minutes. <laughs> Listen, notice here. There's a reward. There's a, there's a relationship in the text. There's a responsibility in the text. But then there's a reward in the text. There's a reward for them that are in Christ, them to clean up, them to abide in Him, and them to keep His Word. There's a, there's a, there's a reward in the text. Let's look at it. Amen. First of all, in verse number 7, there's a reward of an unhindered prayer life. Now we're just going to take this Bible at face value. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Oh, we are Bible believers, aren't we? Boy, that's quiet right there. I said we are Bible believers, aren't we? How we believe this is the Word of Almighty God. Amen. We, I, I tell you what I believe. I believe it's perfect. I believe it's pure. I believe it's preserved. Amen. I tell you what, I just want to take it at face value. He said in verse number 7, He said, If ye abide in me, He said, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now I'm going to tell you something right I need that promise. Because he said there, if you abide me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. So if I do these things that he's mentioned in the text, uh, friend, listen, if I draw from him, if I depend on him, if I look to him and his word abides in me and I'm responding to it, hey, listen, I'm allowing it to clean my life up and I'm keeping his commandments. If those things are happening in my life, then the word of God said I can ask what I will and it shall be done in me. Y'all off quiet, amen. I'm telling you. Uh, that's what that Bible says, amen. Say, preacher, whoa, 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 about this? No, no. He said, ask what you will, and it shall be done in me. Amen. Now, James said, you have not because you ask not. And he said, you, he said, you ask, but you ask it amiss. Amen. But can I say tonight, if you're abiding in Him, and you're dependent on Him and His words in you, you will not be asking amiss. Amen, friend. That's right. You'll, amen. I tell you what you'll do. You'll be a, you'll be asking and praying uh, in the confines of the will of God and the Word of God. And when we pray and ask God in the confines of the will of God and the Word of God, there's a promise given in the text that we can ask what we will and it shall be done unto us. I don't know about you, but I need God to do some things for me. I've got some needs. I need God to me. There's some things I'm, I'm, I'm asking God and there's a promise 
that's given to me in the text that if I'll do what he said, he will. Not that he might. Not that he'll try to. Because he don't have to try. He's got all power in heaven and earth. He can do all things above and exceedingly we can even think or ask. I'm telling you, not that he'll try. Not that he'll might. But that he will. Is that right tonight? Say, preacher, there's a lot of things I'm needing God to do right there. I'm just going to take him at his word. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you, listen, a lot of our prayers that go unanswered, it's not, listen, it's not on his end, it's on our end. We're not, hey, we're not abiding in him. And we're, listen, his word is not abiding in us. Amen. Bible said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, how the Lord will not hear me. Is that right? If I'm drawing in Him and depending on Him and abiding in Him and His words abiding in me, cleaning me up and working in my life. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, thank God I will have no sin in my heart. Amen. And God will hear me when I pray. Amen. Amen. We have this confidence. Amen. Amen. That we ask anything according to His will, we know that He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions of Him that we desire. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Amen. If you abide in me and my words abide, you shall ask what you will. You shall ask what you will. You shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. There's a promise of an unhindered prayer life. Are y'all with me tonight? That's just Bible preaching in it, brother. Amen. There's a promise of an unhindered prayer life, but I want to say this. There's a promise of an unhindered prayer life. There's a promise of an unending love. Now watch this. The Bible says in verse number 9, watch it real close. The Bible says, The Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Now, wait a minute. What's it talking about? Let me ask you something. Is there anything we can do to make God love us anymore? Is there anything we can do to make God love us any less? No, absolutely not. Had God loves us with a perfect love. Is that right tonight? But He said, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. You'll remain in my love. What's it talking about? Amen. If, there, if we, listen, is there, is there ever a time, no matter what we do, is there ever a time when God stops loving us? No. Help me preach tonight. Amen. And so listen, but he says in the text, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. What's he talking about? Well, look in chapter 14, verse number 21. Amen. Chapter 14, verse number 21. He said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He that is a loveth me and shall be loved of my Father. Wait a minute. Does that mean we got to keep the commandments of God in order for God to love us? I thought He loves us unconditionally. I thought He loves us with an unconditional love. I thought He loves us with a perfect love. Amen. I thought He loves us with a complete love. Amen. But the Bible says, He said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he that is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved to my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself unto him. So what's He talking about? If we're, if we're loved with a perfect love, if there's nothing we can do to change God's love, if there's nothing we can do to make God love us anymore, more, make God love us any less, then what is he talking about when he talks about remaining in God's love or abiding in God's love or keeping the commandments in order for God to love us? What's he talking about? We know there's no contradictions in that book now. Let me ask you another question. Has 12 disciples, is that right? Did Jesus love all of them the same? Hello now. 
But he loved all of them the same. Sure he did. Amen. He don't love me any more than he loves you. He don't love you any more than he loves him. He don't love you any more than he loves you. Hey, he loves us all the same. Is that right tonight? But there's the 12 disciples, and he loved all of them the same. But one of them, John, the writer of the text, was a disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, wait a minute. Did he not love all of them? Amen. Amen. Listen, the verse is cleared up in the latter part of verse 21. He said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he that loves me and shall be loved to my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself unto him. That word manifestation means to be made real. Amen. Be made alive. Amen. Hey, will you help me preach? Come here and show about that pretty tie you got. Amen. Hey, don't he got a pretty tie? Sit down there. Sit down. Don't he have a pretty tie on, Mom? Hey, look up here. Look up here. John, listen, he's a disciple whom Jesus loved. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible talks about John having his head on the Lord's bosom. Is that right? Is that right tonight? Now, I'll tell you what, in our upper room, how Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. And all them other disciples said, is it I? Is it I? And is it I? And old John sitting there and he said, who is it, Lord? That's the way it was. And I can just say the Lord patting on him, can't you? Help me now. Amen. Now watch this. Talking about manifestation. Talking about manifest. He said he'll manifest himself unto us. You know what? Every one of those disciples knew that Jesus' heart was beating in his chest. Is that right? What's your name, young man? What? Dylan. Dylan. Dylan's heart's beating. Somebody help me now. Say, how do you know that? He's breathing. Yeah, he's breathing. His heart's beating. Amen. Is that right? Amen. You don't even have to be close to him to know his heart's beating. I can be back here and know it's beating. Amen. That boy's heart's beating in his chest. I know it. There ain't a doubt in my mind. I know that it's there. I know it's working. I know it's. I can't see it. Amen. I can't see it. I can't hear it from over here. But I know that it's working because I can see the evidence of it working. Is that right tonight? That boy's hearts are working. Hey, and I can't see it. I can't feel it from here. I can't even hear it. But I know that it's working. And all those disciples knew the same thing about Jesus. But only one of them got close enough to hear it. Amen. And John, he could look at you and say, I know the Lord's heart's beating, not because of the evidence, but because I experienced it. I heard it. I felt it. It was real to me. Amen. Thank you. You can sit down. Amen. I'm going to tell you something now. That's what he's saying. Amen. He was a disciple whom Jesus loved. And what's he talking about in the text? He said, I can be to you what John, what I was to John. Amen. Can I say tonight, I know God's real. I know He's there. I know He's working. And listen, I can't see Him. Amen. Have they no man ever seen God? You've never seen God? I know He's there though. I can't see God. Amen. I can't feel God with my hands physically. 
Right, Rachel. Amen. Right. That's right. But I'll tell you what, every now and then, every now and then, it'll do more than just me knowing that he's there. How because I see the evidence. How but every now and then, thank God, he'll come to the surface and he'll make himself real. And what I know becomes real. And I can experience it. I can feel it. I can hear it. How because he's manifesting himself. Are y'all with me now? And what he's saying in the text is, he said, if you'll abide in me and my words abide in you and you'll keep my commandments, he said, I'll be, I'll be to you like I was to John. Son, I may not do nothing for you. I may not do anything for you, but I'm telling you something, thank God, I like it when he gets real. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, when I serve God, we live by faith tonight. The just live by faith. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, we serve God every day. We live God every day. But I tell you, I like it when He gets so big. I like it when He just gets so big and manifests Himself. And thank God make Himself, makes Himself real. Amen. Another illustration of that text is precipitation. So what do you mean? Well, you watch the weather and they'll say it's going to be 100% humidity tomorrow. You can go out and look around all you want to and you'll never see it. Amen. You might feel the effects of it. You might see some effects of the high humidity, but you will never see the humidity in the atmosphere with your own visible eyes. But every now and then when the conditions get just right, the moisture that is in the air will come to the surface in the form of precipitation. And what you couldn't see before, now you can experience. What you just knew was there before, now it becomes real. Amen. There's a promise of an unending love. Watch this in our text. And I'm done. Hey Amen. There's a promise of an uncommon joy. Look what he said in verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. Notice that. My joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. And that got me for a while. What's he talking about? And he says that my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. Hey Amen. I got thinking about it. Praying over that. Listen, he said that my joy might remain in you. You know what he's saying? Listen, they've been walking with him for three years. They've been experiencing him for three years. They've been, listen, hearing his word preached for three years. They've been seeing him perform great miracles. How could you imagine the joy that they experienced when he stepped out on the ship and said, Peace be still? I mean, I just know it happened, thank God. By faith, I believe it, and it stirs me. Could you imagine being there? Amen. How could you imagine being there and watching him cast them demons out of the maniac of Gadara? Could you imagine being there and watching him feed the 5,000? Listen, not counting the women and children. How could you imagine just blessing that bread and them fishes and just keep distributing and keep giving it out? Every now, every time them disciples would come back with an empty basket, he'd just put more in it. Amen. And listen, he fed thousands there on the hillside. How could you imagine that? Amen. Son, could you imagine give that basket out and come by and say, ain't it empty? Amen. And him fill it right back up. Son, you imagine that? You imagine the joy they experienced? 
you imagine a Joey, Peter, James, and John experience upon the Mount of Transfiguration? Hey, when they seen the Lord glorified, hey, uh, with Elijah and Moses, and they seen the Lord glorified, heard a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, hear ye him. Hey, listen, do you, do you imagine how the, the joy they experienced when the Lord was baptized and how the Holy Spirit, like another dove, ascended upon him, and they heard a voice out of heaven saying, This is my beloved son. Hey, listen, how could you imagine the joy that they experienced? What he's saying in the text is the joy that you've experienced while I'm here. The joy you experienced seeing me do these things. The joy you experienced walking with me and talking with me. And He said, after I'm gone, that joy can remain. Amen. He said, the joy that you're experiencing now, the joy you're feeling now, he said, it can remain after I'm gone. How's it remain? Because he, he told us in about chapter 14 and then chapter 16 again because he's going to send a comforter. One called alongside to help one just like me. Called, amen. He said, I go away. But he said, I'll not leave you comforters. Amen. Thank God. And can I say now that you and I can have more joy than the disciples had walking with him? So I don't know about all that preacher. Well, it, during this time, during his ministry, Listen, they didn't have what we have. Say, so what are you talking about, preacher? They did not have the permanent indwelling of the Spirit of God. That's right. Now, they didn't have that. Amen. Hi, listen, now He'll never leave us nor forsake us. There was times He left physically, left them alone. Is that right? He walked up on the mountain one time apart to pray and they were dead on the ship in a storm and he physically... I'm telling you, thank God me, how he never leaves me and he never... For, there's never a time he walks away. There's never a time he's not with me. There's never a time he's not there. I can experience him all the time. I can hear him all the time. I can feel him all the time I'm because I've got the indwelling of the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Amen. He said, these things have I written unto you. Amen. He said, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Amen. Now, they're fixing to face disappointment. They're fixing to face death. Amen. They're fixing to face persecution. They're fixing to face hardship. He said, but I've given you these things. My joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. I'm going to say this tonight, friend. You can have joy. Amen. You don't have to go through this thing just endearing. You can enjoy it tonight. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to pray. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight. Might be somebody here not saved. They probably are. Are you saved tonight? If you died right now, friend, are you 100% sure you're going to heaven? Do you know that do you know that you know that you know that you know that your name's written in heaven? Are you saved? Have you been born again? Has God ever done a supernatural work in your life and birthed you in the family of God? Are you saved tonight? Wouldn't it be one when nobody's looking around? Listen, I won't embarrass you. I won't come to you. won't bother you, but I just want to pray tonight. And I won't know how to pray. I wonder if it'd be one when nobody's looking and say, Preacher, I'm not saved tonight. If I died right now, I'm afraid I'd go to hell. Would you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up and let me pray for you? I, Listen, just let me pray. I won't embarrass you. I won't come. I'm just going to pray for you. Preacher, I'm not saved. 
If I died right now, God showed me tonight, I, I've never been born again. If I died right now in the shape I'm in, I'm afraid I'd bust hell wide open. Would you pray?